This is Taiwan Bound, the English language podcast of Tel Aviv University. Please welcome your host, Ido Aroni, Tel Aviv University's graduate, member of the Board of Governors, lecturer, writer, and veteran diplomat. Welcome to yet another episode of Tau Unbound. I'm Ido Haroni, your host, and it gives me a great pleasure to host today in our studio two students from the Tisch School of Film and Television. We have with us Michal Rudnik, who is the head of marketing for the Tel Aviv International Student Film Festival. We'll talk about that. And Dolev Amitai, who is, let me get the uh, exact title, director... of Foreign Affairs and Guests Coordinator for the festival. Nice It's a pleasure to have you both. Pleasure to be here. And, you know, uh, I must say in full disclosure that my son, Adam, is working with them as part of the team that produces the festival. And only because we didn't want to be accused of nepotism, he's not in the studio right now with them. And, um, but I must say, uh, before I embarrass you, Um, uh, that my son loves working with you and he really thinks you're both going places and he just uh, can't uh, speak you know more highly of both of you and the rest of the team and is really enjoying spending time with you producing this festival and I've had you know I have had to become more involved because of him so Michal, let's start with you tell us a little bit about your background where you're from where were you raised how did you end up here Uh, I'm Michal. Uh, originally, I'm from Meitar, which is next to Be'er Sheva, like a small suburb. Um, how I, what was the rest of the question? How I was raised? What did I... So you I were born there? in Meitar? Uh, I was born in Philadelphia. Okay. Now, that's, now, now, wait, wait, wait. That's getting yeah. interesting. What, okay. were you, what were you doing in Philadelphia? Uh, my father was then a shaliach of the Sochnut, uh, the Jewish agency. Um, and I was born when they were, my parents were living there as Shlichim, or my father was more of a Shaliach. So those of you who don't understand the word Shaliach, it means emissary. It's, a, it's basically a job of someone who's being sent from Israel by a Jewish organization to connect with a certain community. In your case, it was Philadelphia. Uh, are you still in touch with the community in Philadelphia? My parents are a bit in touch. I mean, I was only there until I was one, so it's been a while since we've lived there, but they have some uh, connections that they are keeping, you know. And then you came back, you grew up in Meitar. Most of the time. Did you go to high school in Meitar? No, I went to high school in Yerucham, Midrashiyat Amit Kama. It's a religious school for girls. A great experience. I had a great time. I love my high school. And, uh, and was there an emphasis on filmmaking? No, there wasn't any filmmaking classes or, I mean, it wasn't something that existed. I did study art and I, in general, it was a very creative uh, air, like, uh, environment, but not uh, specifically. So when film. did you develop a passion for filmmaking? Truly, I am just a very, I love watching television and I think that's like the biggest connection. I just really enjoy watching um, even more television maybe than film, but just like I do love like the screen, arts of screen arts or arts of screen or whatever, but I do enjoy like television and watching and it, I think that was the most, uh, the biggest connection. Wow, that's amazing. Now, Dolev, you also have a, a foreign chapter in your upbringing, right? Tell us yes, about that. Yes, I have a few. Um, my mom also was a uh, shaliach 
first in in Manchester, England, when I was really small, when I was a baby, and then we moved to Arizona in the states when I was thirteen, uh, between thirteen and fifteen ish, and uh, yeah, so I spent some time abroad. That's why my English is so. What like, what part of Arizona were you in Phoenix? In uh, yeah, Scottsdale, but it's the suburb. Scottsdale. Of yeah. What years were you there? I'm middle school from seventh until ninth grade. Wow, that's that's incredible. I know the community pretty well there, and it's a wonderful community. Yeah, I loved I loved it there. Because when I served in Los Angeles, Arizona was part of my jurisdiction, so I would frequently visit Phoenix and Tucson, and I still have many friends in both communities. Uh, so uh, that's that's incredible. So uh, when did you return to Israel? How old were you? So I returned when I was about 15-ish. Um, just for high school in Israel, um, and yeah, that's it. I mean, I was fifteen, and then we st we moved back to Hodashalon when we got back, and then after I graduated from high school, my parents decided to buy a house in Perdeshana, so we moved norther um, in Israel, and they've been living there since. I moved back to to here. To Tel Aviv. And uh, when did you discover that you're interested in the world of television and film? So my father is a, is a, a graduate of Bet V. He studied acting. He since moved to, to making music. But since I was young, he kept showing me films that weren't always appropriate for, for children. But that was the way I discovered cinema and... Do you remember any of those uh, first uh, movies that made an impression on you as a as a young person? Yeah, I think it was. He showed me like The Matrix and The Godfather when I was like eight, nine. I remember them making a pretty big impression on me. Also, you know, like you know what? Like what's Pixar the movie? Films and stuff. Pixar films. Yeah, The Godfather is pretty heavy to show. Yeah, to, uh, but you know what? Good, good film education. You know what was the first movie I think I exposed my son to, Adam, your colleague, The Big Lebowski. Of course. Yeah, uh, that's which, that was it's another very one. educational. Yeah. Also. Like the Coen Brothers, like Fargo <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and uh and we we have a special connection to Los Angeles and The Big Lebowski takes place in LA in a neighborhood that we know very well. Um because Adam's aunt lives in the marina and The Big Lebowski takes place in Culver City, Mar Vista area. We even know the bowling alley. Uh, so, um, so you both um, are passionate about filmmaking and television, and as you call it, the screen arts. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and now you're in a position of importance because you two are centerpieces in the team that is producing the Tel Aviv International Student Film Festival, which started. During my second year at what is now the Tisch School, 1986, uh, I was not involved in the festival, I must say. Uh, I wasn't good enough to be recruited to work on the festival. But I remember very vividly the first festival, some of the folks that I'm in touch with until this very day, like Shuki Friedman and others, uh, produced the festival. And the guest of honor was Menachem Golan, who was a very famous Israeli filmmaker, producer, who at the time in the 1980s really restored the glory days of the film industry in Los Angeles. Believe it or not, 
His film company, Canon Films, used to produce between 45 to 50 feature films a year, which was more than the studios. <laughs> it was insane. And the, of course, there were not movies of the caliber of The Godfather. So, Michal, tell, us, tell me, how did you connect with the festival? Tell us about your job with the festival. Uh, like, since the beginning, like, how did I get involved in general, maybe, in the yes. festival? Well, I, today, the festival is basically also built of a lot of volunteers, student volunteering and doing all sorts of jobs. Uh, so, as a first year, I went to volunteer, actually, at Dolev's department. Uh, I was in charge of something with, like, guests, but it changed pretty quickly because uh, of COVID. So, I was just in touch of, with them and like in charge of maybe sending them care packages or something. Uh, my second year, I already produced a, a big uh, project of the festival. It was the film bus. It's a big project of a, we actually have like a real bus uh, that's all wrapped with like uh, our festival uh, posters and it goes around uh, all Israel and has uh, like screenings each night at different places under uh, the sky. So if people are listening to us right now and they're interested in, in seeing the bus, of course. Uh, what do they have to do to First find it? First of all, the they can follow uh, the, the Film Bus Project uh, Instagram. I think it also has Facebook, but Instagram is the best. And also follow us on uh, social media. And uh, what, what, where sh what's the address? T-I-S-F-F. -F. Our pages are called TISF uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. So here we have it uh, to our listeners and our, our viewers. T-I-S-F-F. -F, Tel Aviv International Student Film Festival. And Dolev, if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the largest festivals of its kind in the world, right? How many countries participate? This year, I believe... We received films from many, many countries and accepted, I think, around from 14 countries, which each country also has a few schools, for example. So, so we have about 37 films from abroad in the international competition. And many of them will be coming to the festival to attend it. So that's, and uh, and how many? So tell us about how did you connect with the festival? What what drew you to the festival? It was mostly similar to to Michal. I I joined in the first year and volunteered. I was on the film bus and on the on the guest department as well. And then just from there, I started. I, I really like the festival. I mean, it's it's the best event we have in our school. And then I just started moving up. I managed the the, in, uh, the experimental competition for two years, for the past two years. And this year, I, I thought this would be a job I, I'd really want to do. And tell us about this year's guests. Who's coming this year? Ooh, this is this is nice. Um, so we have seven really, really wonderful guests of honor this year. Um, the first one is uh, Jessica Hausner. She's an Austrian uh, director. She just had her newest film premiere in the, the official competition in Cannes, which we will screen in the Israeli premiere in, in Israel. We also have uh, Christian Petzold. He's a very famous German director whose new film we, we will also screen in Israeli premiere. We will have um, Diego Garcia. He's a really talented cinematographer shooting both uh, indie films in America and also art house films in, in the world. We will have um, Jacob Schulzinger, he's an editor for 
uh, Lars von Trier, for Ruben Ostlund, who, is, who just won uh, his second Palme d'Or in Cannes last year. We will have Agnieszka Szmuzinska. She's a famous Polish director. We will have Andrew Dominic, who made uh, The Assassination of Jesse James and Blonde, which is available on Netflix. And of course, we'll have uh, Larry Kazanov, who will be the president of the festival. He's a famous Hollywood producer who, thanks to you, he will be attending this year. And he is known for Mortal Kombat and True Lies and yeah. his partnership with James Cameron. And I must say, Larry is a, is a very good friend of mine for many, many years. And I think you're all in for a very special treat because he's also a great speaker, very funny. And, uh, and I should, if I may shamelessly plug in the masterclass that I will be moderating with Larry Kazanoff on June 28th at the Tel Aviv Cinematheque at 3.30 p.m., you're all invited. Michal, so how would you define as a marketing uh, person the target audience for the Tel Aviv International Student Film Festival? Well, I think most, like, the target audience would be people that are interested in arts in general and maybe film uh, specifically. Um, I think a lot of people are not even aware to, like, the short film as an art and there's nowhere to see it. So... We target mostly, I don't even want to say like, you know, people from Tel Aviv because it won't be true. I mean, it really is open for everyone that is interested to absorb, to like see and watch uh, films in general. And do you, um, do you feel you have, uh, and I know every marketing person would like to have more budget. That's, that's a given. Mm -hmm. I have not met a marketing person in my life that said I have enough resources for proper marketing, right? But, you know, setting this aside, what would you like to do in your department that uh, you're unable to do for whatever reason right now? And, and uh, the reason I'm asking this is because we may have someone listening to us right now that wants to help you. I think that money isn't necessarily what, like, not necessarily a budget, but, like, you really do need people that are invested. I think that's sometimes hard to find, people that really want to give the time and are serious about it. I think, in general, you can do a lot of things, like, organically when it comes to marketing and advertising. Uh, a lot of our, like, a lot of our advertising are, are organically posted and not... Uh, necessarily um promoted sorry, promoted with money and um, so i think it's all about like having people that want to invest um with creative minds just wanting to do creative things in general so i think what you're describing is um there's a term that they use in marketing to describe it and it's called affinity marketing so in other words you're looking for people that will connect uh, emotionally with your mission statement and that will develop a very high level of loyalty which will then mobilize them to act on your behalf and I think that's a wonderful um, in fact in one of my classes I teach the case study of the Grateful Dead have you ever heard of the Grateful Dead the Grateful Dead was a rock band that was active from the 1960s until the 1990s and they were famous for not so much for the big hit and they had several big hits but they were known for their ability to create what's called fandom. Mm -hmm. 
they right. were able to communicate directly with their fans. And they created this phenomenon of people following them from one live performance to another. Those people were called the deadheads. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I think that what you're trying to do is something similar. You're trying to create a cult following for the festival. And I must uh, give it to you guys because, you know, just if you look at the longevity of the festival, it's amazing that you've been able to produce the festival every year, different team, since 1986. Tolev, what would you, I'm sure you've seen some of the movies that are going to be shown. The, the feature films? Yes. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen all of them. And some of the shorts also. Yes. So uh, what can you tell us that will, you know, entice people's appetite their interest in the in the in the in the festival in terms of the the kind of films that we're going to be featuring this year so i can speak more about the the feature films but i think this year we we're going to have such a variety of of different films i mean we're going to have the the israeli premieres of of those big films that premiered in the festivals in europe you know the more art house films art films and then we're going to have uh the more, like, let's say, Hollywood films, thanks to Larry, or like we're going to screen True Lies from a 35 millimeter print. We're also going to have... And uh, True Lies featuring, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And I should mention to our listeners and our viewers that right now, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the middle of this hysterical comeback, mm -hmm. right? He has a show on Netflix called Fubar, and he has a, a documentary series about his life. Uh, and so he's going to be uh, the star of the movie, and Larry will be talking about True Lies, right? No, he will be talking about uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, yeah. all right. Which he feels much more connected since he's been producing the, the series since the first film in 1995, and it's still ongoing. There was a new film released, I think, last year. So he's been pretty involved with that. Um, so, yeah, so I, I feel like we're going to have a, a really very, a, a large variety of different films, documentary films. Um, we're going to have uh, American Indies. We're going to have the Hollywood big blockbusters. And we're going to have the small, intimate uh, European films. So everyone has their own, you know, different thing that they might like. Um, we're also going to screen uh, a short program of experimental films. We're bringing uh, film copies from abroad. So a lot of them are only available on film. You can't watch them at home. So, so we're working to bring those. Wonderful. Now, Michal, you, uh, Dolev mentioned uh, at least 14 countries represented. Any exotic places that you can think of you'd like to share with our listeners and our viewers? We have to discuss it maybe together. Which uh, exotic uh, countries? I know there's a film maybe from Colombia. If yeah, we have wrong. a few yeah. a few films from South America. We have one from mm -hmm. Colombia, one from Argentina, one from Brazil. And we also have um, two students who are Chinese who study in NYU, who made they're in the digital media competition. They made VR projects, so their projects are going to be in. And that's tech. a strong connection that we have with NYU. Mm -hmm. Tel Aviv U is strongly connected with NYU, and I am, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, a proof to that uh, connection. Uh, also, because uh, we also have both film schools are named after a tish, 
In the case of New York, it's uh, Larry Tish, and in the case of Tel Aviv, it's uh, Steve Tish, his nephew. Uh, but it's the same family. And, uh, and of course, Tel Aviv and New York are very similar in the role they play in their countries. So NYU and Tel Aviv U are very strongly connected. Um, I wanted to ask you about what's your expectation uh, from uh, the festival in terms of audience and so on. What would be considered a success in your eyes, Michal? I think a success would be that at least most of like the program would have audience um, as much as like, you know, maybe even sold out events. Of course, it's like ideal. You, uh, you'd like people to look at um, content. Yes. Not only as a form of art. Of course. But also as, um, as fun, right? You want people to look at content the same way they some people look at art as you know art is there not only to develop critical thinking but also to embellish our lives and there's nothing wrong with enjoying a good television show right there's nothing wrong with not every piece of content has to be loaded and charged with social and political meaning and I you know what when I was a student, at the Tel Aviv School of Film and Television, I felt very much the same as you do. Um, I connected more with more communicative content than, let's say, avant-garde, as Dolev described it. Let me ask you uh, one last question, Dolev, before, because we I could talk to you for hours, <laughs> but we're running out of time. Um, let me ask you, Dolev, what would be considered a success in your eyes? I feel similar, similarly to Michal. I think um, since we, we, the tradition of the festival is to invite the students from abroad, we're going to have a lot of them attend this year. So I really feel like also having all the, the screenings and the master classes and the Q&As to be completely sold out, that, that would be wonderful. But also to have this connection between the, the students in Israel. Um, we have a few competitions in the festival, so we also have competitions just for Israeli students. So having, and not just from the Tel Aviv University, from all the film schools in Israel. So I feel like having them, all the Israeli students and the foreign students meet and, and be able to share ideas and to, to just get in contact with each other. Now, to those people that are listening and watching us right now uh, that are unable to come to Israel and physically participate, is there a way to connect remotely? with the content that we're producing? I believe not. Not this So this year. is uh, an in-person only festival. Okay, so I would urge the people that are unable to physically come to Israel and, and participate to follow the festival online totally. and even create a Google alert mm -hmm. under T-I-S-F-F so that you can get all the information about the festival to your inbox immediately. And that way they'll be able to follow. Well, Michal and Dolev, thank you so much for being with us and telling us about the festival. I'd like to wish you much success, and I'm looking forward to my master class with Larry Kazanoff. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. And to our listeners and viewers back home, until our next episode, goodbye from Tel Aviv. This is Taiwan Bound, the English-language podcast of Tel Aviv University. Please welcome your host, Ido Aroni, Tel Aviv University's graduate, 
member of the Board of Governors, lecturer, writer, and veteran diplomat.